Welcome to the Making Mischief Podcast. Here are your hosts, Chris and Heather. Welcome to the final episode of Season 1 of the Making Mischief Podcast. And we just want to thank you all for taking time to tune in and listen to all these different podcasts we've been posting about Mischief Toys, the history of Mischief Toys. It's really uh, exciting for us to be able to kind of dig back into the past, talk about some things that we may have forgotten about. I think last episode was really great because I completely forgot about that whole Fiverr fiasco. (laughs) But it was great. It was great to retread old ground. So we just want to thank you for listening and supporting. It means a lot to Heather and I. But this is the final episode of this season, which we've come, what, nine episodes total. And we will start this podcast back up probably, I would say, in a couple weeks, maybe a month. Kind of get our footing back again and, and come right back here with a bunch of new data that we can share with you. Things that we may have forgotten about. In this episode, though, I wanted to talk about Gargoyle Ghastly. Yes. So there's a lot of drama surrounding the shipment that contained Gargoyle Ghastly and another figure infamously titled the Fail Glow Ghastly. It's not. Or Trash Glow Ghastly or Error Glow Ghastly. Error Glow is what we call it. Well, we wrote the words Uh -uh. on all the... Oh, okay. All right. All right. You're right. I'm getting ahead of myself. You really are. So when do you want to talk about the glows? So I think the better place to start is how all this sort of came together. Where did the conversation start with the Glow in the Dark Ghastly? Because in reality... The glow-in-the-dark ghastly was supposed to be common ghastly that just glows in the dark. Yes. That was, that was the angle we were going for, and we got far different, far than, different than that. But in the same time period, we were also coming up with gargoyle ghastly. Yes. Now, gargoyle ghastly was really meant to be something big for New York Comic Con. We wanted to bring something really special with us. We didn't want to bring just another painted up version of ghastly which that's always awesome and you know there's a lot of people out there who love that variation of ghastly i would say our fan base loves that very variation of ghastly and we really didn't know how accepted the gargoyle ghastly would be first off but secondly i thought that it would just be exciting that they would have something different to put on their shelf along with our regular ghastly figures yeah well let's think about what we had going on at this point so we had sold our first commons and our initiation and then we had nothing i mean we had a few figures that we had drawn up a long time ago but we were waiting on those right we were waiting on the glow figure we were um You know, we were a toy company that put out two figures and then decided to do something insane by creating a brand new mold. Right. And as we've mentioned before, molds are not cheap. No, molds are not cheap. And I I knew that this is going to be expensive. Yeah, especially a big mold. Oh, my God. Gargoyle is a hefty freaking figure. It is. He's a big boy. Yeah, we I, I think we did something maybe something that we shouldn't have done 
But I think in the end, the response to it, the excitement around it, and how beloved it became, I think it was a good idea. But at the time, it might not have been a good idea. Yeah. And Chris says this all the time. I am very pessimistic, and he's the optimist. So I try to be. He he comes up with these wild ideas, and I try to like tone him down a bit. I try to. I, I have a very logical brain. I can be creative, but Chris is much more creative than me. I'm I'm logical. So, I, I, when he told me about this, I'm like, Chris, this is a lot of money. Like we've made two figures so far. We can't afford this. Where where are we pulling this money out of our butts? Right. Like, what do you what do you mean you want to make a new mold? No freaking way. Well, we're going to New York Comic Con and we're gonna we're gonna do it up. And I'm like, okay, um, well, how much are we selling this thing for? Well, you know, I mean, that's a it was a lot. We went for a, a walk. We Heather and I would typically back then go on a lot of walks. We haven't done it in a while because it's so hot out. But when we would go on walks, we would discuss all the things you know that we wanted to do at Mischief Toys and sort of collaborate our ideas and. I, I said, I want to take something new to New York Comic Con. And we jokingly said, well, how about an Apple Gasly? Because it'll be big Apple Gasly. Yeah. And we we actually had mentioned, remember, um, the Jasmine by Funko yes, with yes. the chase with holding the apple? Yep. Like we mentioned that. But then the funniest thing would have been Gasly in like an apple costume. Yep. Sort of like a team mascot, but he's just a freaking apple. Like that would have been so stupid. But I, oh, yeah. I would have loved it. Yeah, it would have been really silly and... And fun. Yeah, and fun. Then we thought about, well, what if we did a Statue of Liberty? And then it just seems like everybody does Statue of Liberty. And I thought, that is just... I, I don't know. It just... We could do that at some point. I think that could be fun. Having Gasly dressed up as Statue of Liberty. But I think, you know, going into it, it was like, let's do something that's just... Uh, I don't know, odd. But something that just screams to me New York, right? Or yeah. when you think of, uh, you know, Arkham City, you know, from, you know, Batman. Yeah, but... You think gargoyles, right? Hanging on the side of buildings yeah, and stuff but, like that. Gosh, I didn't even think about that. Like, to me, it's Statue of Liberty. And I'm like, the cool thing about Statue of Liberty is every piece you see that is done in that way looks so much different. Yeah. Like, I love Statue of Liberty pieces. They do scream New York. And, you know... Ghastly as a Statue of Liberty would be far different than any other Statue of Liberty figure. You know what I mean? Because yeah. everyone has like their own flair. But when you said Gargoyle, I was like, man, you're crazy. Well, Gargoyle <laughs> also came from Gremlins 2, a new batch. Yeah. Because there's a Gremlin in it that in in the film, there's a an experimental sort of lab area in the, the building that the film takes place in. And the... The gremlin gets a hold of this stuff. It's like, I think it was like a vial that has like a bat logo on it. And what's really funny is that he becomes a bat and then he flies through the wall and it's the Batman logo on the wall. Like that's how he flew out because that's how comical and stupid that movie. I mean, I love that movie, but he flies out and now he's outside and he also took some sort of vial that allowed him to be in sunlight. Because that's one of the gremlins' rules. You can't be in sunlight. Mm. So he's outside flying around. He ends up attacking people on the ground. He gets concrete, sort of. He gets stuck in concrete. Then he flies to the top of the building. And then he freezes. And he's a gargoyle on the building. And I was like, loving that movie so much. I was like, oh my god, make a Ghastly like that. Because Ghastly has rules. Like a gremlin. 
right? That's how it started out. Yeah. And now here we're taking Ghastly and turning him into a gargoyle, which harkens back to the Gremlins thing as well. So we had this conversation, and I drew this really crappy little drawing of Gargoyle Ghastly. Oh, it is. It's the worst. It's it's pretty rough. Yeah, it's I a very it rough picture. Right here. He looks like he's showing you, like, here's my balls. He, he looks like a cat that just got finished cleaning yeah. its beehole. Yeah. Or like dragging his butt on the ground or something. That's yes. what it looks like. Yeah. Yeah, he looks like he's dragging his butt on the uh-huh, ground. He got his legs up in the air. Oh, so God. I ended up going on Google and I found a photo of a gargoyle and I basically told our artist that this is sort of my idea of like what I would want gargoyle ghastly to look like. And she was really quick. This is a quick turnaround. And by the way, this all occurs, what, in May? May. Of 2022. Now, f- you guys are, you know, listening to this podcast. You don't, you don't make toys and, and you don't go through the process of manufacturing and stuff. So having something created in May and having it ready for October is almost unheard of. Like you, that's a turnaround time that's almost impossible unless you're having it handmade here in the United States or you're having it made in the United States by manufacturer. So we were thinking there's no way in hell this is going to happen. So we reached out to our manufacturer. Once we had final artwork, we did not have a 3D modeler. Wrong. We did. No, you're completely wrong. Okay, then, then tell me what was true. So remember when we discussed how long it took the figures? Right. We thought that the issue with timing lie with the manufacturer. So... We went on a road trip back in March of 2022, and we talked to our friends at Plastic Empire. And we were telling them, you know, it's taking forever, blah, blah, blah. And they were like, it should not take that long. Like, yes, it is a process, but to make those two figures, it should not have taken that long. There is no reason that you should not be getting communication quickly from your manufacturers. Right, right, right. So... Here's the name and the email address of the person that we use. And you contact them, you get pricing, and then, you know, hopefully this helps you guys out. So we started looking for a new manufacturer. Right. I forgot about that. So when we talked to them, the prices were a bit steep. We tried to talk them down a little bit. They wouldn't budge. But before that, we asked them, once we did get the artwork back to make a 3D model of Gargoyle Ghastly. But the the Gargoyle Ghastly did go through a couple of iterations. She drew like a rough sketch, sort of clean your version up. It didn't look all that great. It wasn't what you had envisioned. And he was real skinny. And in the end, he ended up being like a chunky right. gargoyle. But the when when we got the other manufacturer to create the gargoyle 3d image we asked them you know how much will this cost and the prices were insane i mean we wouldn't have been able to sell that thing for any less than 160 dollars to make a small amount of profit off of this right just one item so we just decided not to go with that manufacturer they did kindly make the 3d model which we passed along to our current manufacturer and somewhere in between here was when we started um 
you know, the communication became better with the manufacturer. And so we've passed that off to our current manufacturer, the manufacturer we had been using. And that's how oh, interesting. Gas because came. I thought we had sent just the artwork to our current manufacturer, the one that we continue to use. Nope. Wow. Okay. So that's a part that I don't remember. Yeah. I, I didn't do remember, remember it either. I, I only remembered because I went back in the emails. Wow. Yeah. Because I remember trying to make a move. We were going to make a move. And I was concerned about it because I thought this is going to be all the work that we've made, you know, all the progress we've made so far. We're really going to jump ship and go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So. Because, hold on. With our manufacturer, we had one, two, three. We had four other figures in the works. Right. With the current manufacturer right that the other that the middleman was communicating to these people to right. include the glow oh my god that glow figure yeah, the glow. so we had the 3d artwork and everything ready for gargoyle ghastly of course our manufacturer got their hands on that i remember we found a local 3d artist and i had asked him to do the gargoyle first and he basically told me he didn't have time or the efforts to do it, because he's like a con guy. He goes to cons all the time. But he did refine a ghastly. Remember, he refined ghastly for us. He removed no. the mold off oh, the face. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he changed yeah, he the 3D model. That's how we got like ghastly 2. Point, or 1.5 or whatever, 2.0. Yeah, where so we wiped the teeth off. Wiped the teeth off. And yeah, we did all sorts of things with ghastly. Because ghastly starts out originally as one mold. And we have changed him over the course of time. You can't really tell... Other than when his teeth are wiped off. Yeah. Um, we also have a new mold coming where he doesn't have rings in his horns. Yeah. And that's for special projects. Yeah. So, where we need like some sort of details on the horns other than rings. Exactly. So we sort of we, we sort of fool around with that stuff. and But it gives us uh, opportunities to mess with all of those molds at some yeah. point. We can use them all the time. But the, the Gargoyle Ghastly is now at this point in time where we're talking about is in the works. Yeah, but we didn't even talk about the different, like, iterations he went through. So, first, he started off as, like, this weird skinny thing with, oh, like, little God. divots on his arms. Yeah, I did not like Hold this. Hold on. Oh. oh. Here it is. That's him. And then he turned into sort of like a chunky ghastly, but look, oh, he has yeah. almost, like dog or bear food. oh yeah he does and that was fun but it wasn't ghastly to us and then i don't remember what this was but she ended up removing the eyebrows and we just did not like that or like i don't know is that eyebrows or just like sort of menacing eyes yeah and then i don't even know. oh she compared the the, two the feet feet yeah. So this is, is what, what we ended up we with. Ended up with yeah. yeah, with his little his little feet. So then at first, he he was stone, but she gave him white horns, whitish horns, whitish teeth, and like a muted pink tongue. So he ends up with feet that look like little I don't know, like ghastly like, feet, like a little ghastly feet yeah. all the way around. So it's like he has like little toes. And then he ended up like... Yeah, so then they put like a paint job on him that looks like cement. For those who are not watching, that's what it looks like now. 
And, and we will post these images on Instagram. Yeah, we'll post all the photos so you can see it. You can hop over there and check it all out. Yeah. So, Gargoyle Gasly went through all sorts of iterations. Hold on. We had her. So, she's not by any means in the toy industry at all, our artist. And we were trying to have her create, like, sort of side views for the 3D modeler to sort of decipher. And... It's one of those things where it's difficult to put into different views because yeah. that's not what she typically does. Right. And so this was one of the first. Yeah, so there's a side view of him, and he looks kind of weird. We are showing a side view on YouTube, and we are going to put it up on Mischief, Making Mischief Pod on Instagram this week. But there was something just a little off about the legs. So my favorite thing... Is that Chris posed to try to show our artist what he wanted the legs to look like. Oh the my arms God. and legs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. I don't either. But you're trying to sort of just show. Right. Like yeah. how he should be crouched down or whatever. Right. And, yeah. You know, eventually she, she got it. And between her and the 3D modeler at that other manufacturer... We were able to like work together and perfect him and that he's one of my favorite freaking pieces. Yeah, he's such a great he's, he's so a great cool. figure. But it took a lot of time and, and effort to get it done and then by the time it was ready to to go and, and ready, you know, to be shipped to us, we were down like on the wire, basically. Like we had to get it to us like ASAP. So the glow-in-the-dark ghastly is a, an entirely different story because that one was in the works and they were sharing photos with us on a regular basis. Basically, the photos look good. I mean, mm -hmm. I don't remember ever seeing an issue or thinking like, this is going to be messed up. They always look fine to me. The colors always look fine to me. So finally, the manufacturer reached out and they're like, hey, you know, the gargoyle is ready. We can ship this gargoyle and we can ship the glow in the dark ghastly at the same time to you. And we're like, that's great. We're agreeable to that because the ridiculous price tag to pay for gargoyle ghastly to be shipped to us in time, you it was it was unbelievable, right? It was we're insane. talking like around like ten thousand dollars. It was over ten thousand dollars. When you're typically paying to ship it over maybe a thousand dollars. It takes a month for it to happen, but to go on an airplane, it's ridiculous ridiculous like the the it's so expensive never will ever do that again uh because now we pre pre-plan pre properly yeah. right so we had them shipped together and yeah, so we waited for days for them to come and we were going to delaware for a trip remember yes but hold on really quick before we get into this part of the story let's talk about the glow ghastly so well, I did. We got photos and everything looked fine. Well, you thought it looked fine. I didn't. I So the glow ghastly, he's like a muted color. He's like a coral sort of color, like pinkish, like pinkish, orangish color. Yeah, and sure. I was like, what we wanted was classic ghastly, red, yellow, black. But then we wanted him to glow red. Right. When we received the glow pictures, it looked like. He fully glowed red. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. In yeah. the photos, it looked like he glowed the Everything right way. Everything was good, yeah. I don't but know I what, if they used low light or what they did in order for that to happen, but it did not look like it was going to have a problem. Yeah. 
So then back to it, it we were literally expecting a shipment. Well, hold on. You said that you you had an issue with it. I, I had an issue with the with the actual color of it in the light. Oh, I see. Not okay. glowing. Okay, not glowing. Okay, yeah. okay. Because glowing, it looked completely red. Right, I'm on board. Okay, I understand now. Okay, so yeah. So we're about to go to Delaware. The shipment comes, like, just as we're about to leave. Yeah. And I was like, oh, man, this is a miracle. Because we're going to have to have, like, a, a family member. A miracle. You mean a miracle? A miracle? Yes. No, it's a miracle. Okay, okay I'm not getting into this with you anyway. on this podcast right now. So it was a miracle that it showed up in time. And we were actually planning for Heather's father to come over and to situate all the figures for us and bring them in. Because it was going to be, you know, a lot. It's a lot. You can't just leave them out over the weekend. It just doesn't happen. Those gargoyles, there were only like 12 per box. And we had 650 total. No, it was more than that. Because it was 650 that we sold. We didn't even talk about breaking free, Gasly. That's okay. We didn't talk about that at all. We're not talking about anything. Oh my right god, now. breaking free ghastly. Jeez. Yeah, so breaking free gargoyle ghastly. That was a just a quick overview. That was something that I thought up very late. I wanted him to look like he was cracking and I wanted it to glow in the dark. Something happened with communication. We never got around to having him glow in the dark. But it turns out he glows underneath a black light. We found that out after we actually sold him at New York Comic Con. We, we had no idea, that. but he should have glowed in the dark. But what they did with those figures is they used some sort of water-based thing. Like, they, that's how they applied the stuff on the figure. They basically painted the ghastly, the gargoyle ghastly figure and then put him into some sort of paint that, like, cracked. Yeah. And each Breaking Free ghastly like is unique yeah it looks yeah it looks like it's like a thumbprint or yeah. like a fingerprint but it broke it up and the the figures is so incredible looking it's such a cool figure but that was sort of last minute thought and i was like let's make it a lower count mm-hmm. and when we go to new york comic-con we'll drop this bomb on people like we're not going to talk about this we're not going to market this figure until we get to the convention. Mm-hmm. And I remember running that past a couple friends and they're like, this has never happened before. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Insane. I've never heard of this happening at a convention. So we're like, okay, we're going to do it. And some people were like, it's great. Some people were like, you might want to be worried about this. Well, that was me. I didn't want to upset anybody. Well, the way that we did it, which we'll talk more in season two, episode one is how we sold it, how we announced it during New York Comic Con, just all the things that come along with that Breaking Free Ghastly and that entire event. What what a cool thing. I didn't really announce it the way I wanted to. I wanted it to go differently, but I don't know. It, it just... It there was, was no good way of doing well, it. Well, it was just so overwhelming. The entire yeah. experience was so overwhelming. It was really hard to do it in the way that I kind of envisioned, I guess. Yeah. But the shipment is here. It's the Gargoyle Gaslies and the Glow in the Dark Gaslies. UPS sent two people. They sent two trucks and two people. That's mm-hmm. how many figures we had. It was insane. And I remember looking at it and it was raining. It was pouring out. And I think the rain had just broken where they could bring it all in. And I started to realize that the boxes were wet. Like mm-hmm. getting inside of the boxes. It was like cracking the boxes. Mm-hmm. So we brought them in quickly and ripped all the boxes open, took all the figures out. Luckily, nothing was damaged, water damaged or anything. Thank God. There was God. no water inside the boxes. No water inside the boxes. Like it was damp and like the box was like kind of falling apart, but that was okay. 
but we pulled the gargoyle ghastly out. And I remember the UPS guy actually stepped inside of our home to see what it looked like. Cause he's like, I need to know what this is. He goes, you guys are talking about toys. I need to see it. So we showed them the gargoyle ghastly, both of these guys, and they were just shocked. They were like, oh my God, this is so cool. I can't believe that, you know, you guys are doing this in your house. Like that you guys had it ordered to your house. They're like, this is so cool. And they were going on and on about it. And I was like, I looked at Heather and I was like, this is great. I think people are really going to love this because we hadn't announced it yet. No. I don't think by that point, Mm-mm. right? Because we didn't have we hadn't had it in hand. Yeah. So we were, you know, getting excited to hear what these guys were saying, like their feedback. And then we opened the glow in the dark ghastly boxes. Yeah. And then that's when everything sort of imploded. Like, Crumbled. remember, we're going to a, a trip for a weekend. Yeah. And we wanted to go, like, it was like a little beachy thing where we sat outside all, the whole time. We sort of rested. We never relax. When we go on vacations, we're constantly recording, stopping by, like, toy stores, like, making content. Chris will edit content at night and stuff like that. And it's very rare that we get to relax. I mean, the last time we actually relaxed was our honeymoon. But even then, on part of our honeymoon which was in 2019, we still recorded because we went to Sonoy, which is where The Walking Dead is filmed. Oh, that's right. So, yeah, true. you know, up until 2022, we didn't have a weekend away. And th- this no. is only a weekend. It's not like we even got a full week. And right. this was happening right before the couple of days we got to spend where we relaxed, right? And so I pull out the figure and I'm like, okay, you know, the I, I wasn't happy with the way that the glow figure looked, but Chris was, so I just let it be. And I went into the bathroom and I was like, I got to see this glow. Oh my God. When I tell you I was so upset, I just, I was beside myself. I mean, I started crying. I remember you were a mess. You were an absolute mess. I sat there looking at the glow in my hand and I just... I was at a loss for words. And when I came out of the bathroom, I remember looking at Chris and I said, we, we can't sell this. And I was tearing up and he was like, what do you mean we can't sell it? I was like, I hate it. I absolutely hate it. This is not the quality that I want to put out. This is not something I'm proud of. It looks like shit. Sorry for cursing. Cause I know you have to edit that out, but I, I, I absolutely despise this figure. I, yeah. hate everything about it yeah and so after that you know we made sure that we brought everything in the gargoyle was incredible in person the breaking free gargoyle incredible in person i was so happy to see that it was that air but the air glow i was just like we can't do this i mean we spent all this money to it was already expensive to get the gargoyles flown in yeah. But to add the error glows, it it did add a couple grand. So that's where we got to like 11,000 almost. Yeah. Flying them over. And I was like, you know, we paid for these figures. And we also paid a lot of money to add them to the air shipment. And that's it. Like, we, we can't sell them. Yep. And so we... I felt we got, sick. Well, we got ready for our trip and we yeah. went. And I remember we did our best to forget it. 
like I know it was in the, lingering in the back of our minds the whole time. We were pretty oh upset God. about the whole thing. It was it was frustrating, and and you know as Heather said, it was it wasn't something that we wanted to bring to the table. You know this early on as a toy company. I mean, we only like, put two figures out before this, and then it's like, hey, so this mischief toys thing, we're really doing it, guys. Here's a crappy glow. Well, it's like the you know. It, had, it, 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 it seemed like a fatal flaw. Like I thought that oh, this yeah. was going to like take us down. And I, so we got to a point where we come back from our, from our trip. And I said to Heather, you know, on the, actually on the way back, we had discussed it. And I said, maybe we just destroy them all. Like, yeah. and then because we, well, we reached out to the manufacturer, the manufacturer was not willing to do anything. No, we were like, we are incredibly unhappy with this product. The head is glowing yellow. The body is glowing red in the pictures you sent everything glowed red like I don't understand how this could happen and I mentioned the cost of getting them over to us and the cost of the actual figures but I didn't mention the fact that we also in between all of this paid for the mold because remember the limbs were falling off right yeah so we had to pay for a second freaking mold in order now I mean this mold was going to be utilized for all of our other figures but it's like that was another expense that we had taken on right and you know, this was our first planned release after our very first two ones. This is our third figure. And this is like in the new mold. I said, like, this is such a huge investment and it's just, it's just gone. You yeah. know, it's, it's just. Yeah. Well, on our way waste, back from the waste. trip, we were discussing how bad all this was and, and how big of a failure we felt like and. And is this the end of Mischief Toy? I mean, you know, we always come to this point, and it's never the end of Mischief Toys, but we always get to this point like, man, how many, you know, beatdowns can we really, you know, take in, in terms of, you know, the money that we make and everything? This was going to be something we had to throw out the window, and it was a lot of money to have this thing made. And, and you know, we're a small company. We can't handle taking on stuff like that. So we ended up going live on YouTube and on Gasocast YouTube. And I basically mentioned, here's our problem. This is our, you know, our issue is that it's an air glow and the glow is improper, so on and so forth. The reaction to that was unbelievable. More, more incredible than I would have ever expected. I thought for sure that people would say, oh my God, you guys, what are you doing? And this is crazy and we're so sorry for you and blah, blah, blah. No, instead they were like, hey, we want it. Put it up for sale today. Put yeah. it up right now for sale. I will buy that right now. I'll buy it right now. I want that right now. I want the Aeroglow Gasoline. So I was like, I, Heather and I were sort of beside ourselves and I said, okay, let's go back to the table, drawing board with this. So we got out of the live. Heather and I discussed this over the week or so. Well, on the live, you straight up said, we will figure this out. Yeah. And you mentioned, you know, making it sort of like punk rock is how you described it. And we'll get into that in a moment. But I, I, when, when we got off the live, I was like, is this really something that we want to put out and put our name on? Because I understand people want it, but how does this make us look? Right. Because, I mean... To this day, I hate that figure. Right. Well, to me, it just, it was a chapter in our, you know, collecting, or not collecting, our creation timeline where we made, you know, 
lemon what is it make a lemon lemonade out of lemonade out of lemons we just made a good situation better we made we made lemonade out of shit exactly we really did (laughs) and but i i think it's a testament to all those people who love mischief toys and the collectors and and honestly if there was a company out there that i collected and they served up almost the same sort of thing like hey this is a screw up does is anybody interested in it still i would definitely buy it because that that's just a mark of the history of the company where you know just starting up and things are a little weird and trying to get catch you know kind of get your footing of what you're doing yeah and even it's just it's just a, a snapshot in time of like mischief toys at the beginning like how crazy things really were yeah i mean even though we had issues with the first run of figures with the legs and stuff, people still want the first commons. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. I mean, they, they love them. It's it is. History. I mean, it might break on you, but it, people want it. We always get comments from people. They're like, man, I wish that I was there from the start. Like mm-hmm. when you guys first started all this, I wish I was there. Trust me. No, you don't. Because <laughs> it was full of problems. I mean, from April until September, we didn't put a thing out. No. At all. Now, what what did we do with the Aeroglow figures? I want you to answer that. We, so I came up with this idea. I thought, how do we make this more special? Because it's a bad, it's, it's a, a figure that's in bad shape. You know, it's not what we expected. What do we do in order to sort of highlight that it is a failure? So what I came up with was, why don't we take and split them into three categories? One, I'll write the word trash. Another one, I would write the word fail. And the other one, I would write the word error. And I would do it in different black light colors. So basically, your box would sit on your shelf. You could turn on your black light. It would shine both the Aeroglow Ghastly and your box in some capacity because of the writing that I had on it. And that was it. And, and it seemed to win people over. People really liked the idea. It was interesting. It was different. It was punk rock. Although we did have a couple people, I think maybe one person, reach out. And they're like, can I send it back? Because the writing on the box, I guess, like some of it fell off. Mm-hmm. It wasn't horrible looking, but it looked scraped or something. Yeah, it was, And they weren't was, happy with it. Yeah, it was like a paint. Because it was a paint pen. And I didn't expect the paint pen to be perfect. And... This is a kind of an idea just shot out of a cannon. Who knew if if the paint pen would last by the time it got to your home? But it did, and people still had the boxes that are, you know, had the paint pen on it. But it took me a while to find paint pens that reacted. Well, I had to find these paint pens are huge. I mean, it mm-hmm. looked like remember they were like um they I, they were I, like I, the what, width of a banana almost. They were they were humongous pens. It was hard to write with them actually. But I wrote on every single one of them. That's a lie. I think I wrote on one or two. You may have. I think I did, but that was it. Yeah. I think I only did like one or two of yeah, them. Yeah, because we were going to try to split them at first, and I just I just worked my way through it. So if you have one of those, and you have one that has Heather's you know, right handwriting instead of mine, which you can tell because my handwriting is horrible, um, lucky you. But additionally, if, uh, if you have that, that just shows a time when Mischief Toys, you know, at, at the at the birth of Mischief Toys. I think it's something special. Yeah. So the, so the Aeroglow was was originally a failure and in the end turned out to be sort of, I guess, symbolism that Mischief Toys, no matter what lumps we take, we can still keep pursuing 
the dream of becoming a big, you know, popular toy company and be yeah. a part of the big guys. And that's really what we're after. We want to continue growing Mischief Toys, continue doing big things, continue bringing limited pieces, doing interesting things and experimental things, mm-hmm. just having fun with it. Yeah. In every twist and turn. Well, we didn't even talk about the sticker debacle. Do you remember that? Yeah, I know. So we, we, I wanted to do a glow sticker on the box. Yeah. And the person that normally does our stickers cannot do glow. So I was searching everywhere for a glow sticker, like a quality glow sticker. And I finally found a sticker company that does good glow stuff. And it was basically a trash can. And it had the count on it. I don't remember the count. It was like 200 something. And it said like error glow on it, I think. And it glows in the dark. And we contacted the company. And they said, hey, you know, let us know what, what you need. And we ordered the stickers. And it was a bit later than they had, exp- they told us to expect them. Yeah. That they were coming in and I started bothering them. I was like, hey, you know, is there any timeline on these? These are for a figure that we're releasing and we want to give a date as to when we can put it up for sale. And they were like, "Uh, we're a little bit behind and it'll be, you know, such and such date. So I was like, okay. So we planned for a release to come out a certain day after we get the stickers. We're going to sticker them up and then we would announce the release date. Well, they didn't send all of the stickers. They sent us like 100. They didn't send us the full amount. So then I had to contact them after already waiting more time than they told me that we would have to wait to get the initial batch. And I said, listen, is there any way you can expedite these? Like, this is your mistake. This isn't mine. Again, these are for a product that I'm looking to sell. And I wanted to get them out before New York or yeah, New York Comic Con. Right. And it was like becoming the end of September. And I'm like, you know, help me out here. They would not work with us at all. Yeah, that's terrible. It was. But luckily, they they did come a bit sooner than the original batch had come. But it wasn't by much. It, right. Nothing was expedited and hardly got an apology or anything, you know, even though they messed up. But we finally got the stickers. The worst part about those stickers, though, is a lot of companies that we have ordered from gives us sticker sheets. Yes. With the glows, they could not. They had to die cut them. I remember. So every yeah. single sticker was this little, like, one-inch sticker that we had to, like, it was so hard to peel. Oh, my gosh. Those stickers were just awful. But they looked amazing. They did. So, they came out re- really looking good. Yeah. Even though the customer service was poor, even though, like, they were such a pain to get on. I love the quality of those stickers. They were they were really cool. And that that was a fun touch. Yeah. So we we In the end, I think that the the air glow ghastly was okay. It was fine. It I, I like People love it. The glow was was fun. You know, it's not what we wanted, but it's different. And the writing on the boxes I thought was a fun addition. The sticker that glows in the dark, fun addition. We try to do what we can with what we've got. And I think we've done a pretty good job so far. Yeah. And season two. We'll start off by talking about New York Comic Con and giving you more of an in-depth, you know, background of that experience. Maybe some behind-the-scenes sort of stuff that occurred. Highly recommend that you go watch the Gasocast video, Making Mischief at NYCC. It's such uh, a fun it's a, video. It's a, it's, a, it's a great video. 
It encapsulates the trip both for GastleCast and Mischief Toys. We plan on doing this again this year when we go to New York Comic Con, sort of documenting our trip and talking about all the things. I think it's going to be yet another great, a great con experience this year. Yeah. But we really appreciate you guys uh, listening to the Making Mischief podcast. We will be back with season two. I'm not sure when, but we definitely will be letting you know via our Instagram at Making Mischief Pod. You can also follow Mischief Toys on Instagram at Making Mischief. You can check us out at MischiefToys.com and sign up for our newsletter. And there you'll get emails once you sign up telling you when drops occur, when new things are added to the website, and all that kind of great stuff. Maybe even some news. So make yeah. sure you go and sign up right away. We have more Gaslies coming your way, more content coming your way. So prepare yourself because we got a whole other season of Making Mischief where we continue to make mischief. Keep current with Mischief Toys by following at Mischief Toys on Instagram and by joining our newsletter on MischiefToys.com. Thank you for listening to the Making Mischief podcast and remember to make mischief. Mischief.